computer. This is data. I'm an android. I'm a... basketball? I was processing all of the information. Processing. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Rangers pick basketball? Analytics was crap. Does not compute. Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. Hello and welcome back to the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. My name is Tom Z, joined as always by Tim, aka Cranjus McBasketball. And Tim, I tossed you a towel just before the uh, pod started so that you could wipe up your your sweat. Does that mean uh, I'm a good person? I I, I thought you were going to go a different place with that because I just had a bloody nose from my dog punching me in the, the face. Uh, I, I, no. <laughs> No, that one act doesn't mean that we're friends. No, Tommy, it means we're best friends. Oh, God. (laughs) Weird times here in Los Angeles, folks. If you don't know what I'm referencing, uh, you should go check out the Patrick Beverly press conference, whatever performance art that was. I kind of feel like at any given moment, have you watched the rehearsal at all, Tim? I've watched the first three or four episodes. You're familiar. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just think Nathan Fielder's going to walk out with that laptop holster and just kind of like poke his head behind the, the UCLA Health Lakers backdrop and uh, and like lock eyes with Jovan Buha. And, um, and, and we're all going to get the scoop that this is like living, breathing, yeah, performance art that we're watching. Because it's Patrick, entertainment. Yeah, Patrick Beverly <laughs> is here to teach LeBron James and Anthony Davis how to make the playoffs. So, yeah, uh, season they, saved. He's going to turn these losers into winners, Tom. He, he, he uh, yeah, it's it tough, tough times here in Lakerland. I don't, I don't know. I, I have been trying to reflect and see: is there something I'm missing with the Beverly Russ fit that should be making me excited, but I just haven't seen. And I, I can't think of real basketball reasons. It, it, it also comes down wondering to, if you're stupid. I, I think I am reaching the point you were at last podcast. Is it? it, it give you know what? If you're not allowed to answer this this question with the word dog at all in your answer. Oh, well, <laughs> what do you? Th- that? I'll say whatever I damn want, Tim. They got that dog in them. That's how it's gonna work. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I don't know, man. It's are you against that, by the way? I think uh, it's not as much dog. What's the dog to uh, Dina to come up with a new analytic? New it's, metric. Yeah, yeah. New metric measuring dog to what field goal percentage against? It, it's funny you mentioned that. I oh uh, no, oh no. So so no no no. Today actually, so. I, I've been thinking about this for a little while, on and off. And today I was like, you know what? Two K is terrible. <laughs> let's let's redo the ratings. I was like, I don't know how many ratings there are. I I didn't buy. I haven't bought the game other than on like deep deep discount in a couple of years because it's it's the same game. I don't play the my player stuff. So from like a franchise standpoint, a gameplay standpoint, it's like the same game. Actually, so I'm just always they make it worse. Which somehow, oh, yeah, no, it it absolutely gets worse, but. Go and off, King. The rosters are horrendous. Go the off. rosters are horrendous. Yeah. The, the ratings make no sense. And as a numbers guy, as a lover of basketball, as an X's and O's person, I can't play the game when I know I can break the, the AI's rotations and I know that the ratings aren't correct. So that really frustrates me. So I was like, all right, what are the ratings? I found out they only use like 30 different attributes. So I was looking at what can we calculate with our B-ball index, B-ball index stuff, and it's like, 23 of the 30 or something like that 24 of the 30 and the ones that i wasn't sure about are like hands vertical uh hustle and i was like what can we do for a hustle stat we have these loose ball recovery rates we've got you know defensive miles run all these different things can we come up with a hustle metric that we can proxy and use for instead of whatever 2k has um and i think that would be the closest thing if we can do that to a uh got that dog in them metric so i'm i i have a lot of the other ones together eventually this will be something we put out and people can download it and 2k will be better but i it's it's an open question i don't know how you would measure this if you can create a metric and name it lebron you can come up with dog 
I believe you're way too smart not to be able to figure this out, Tim. The people need it. And um, we're doing the, the whole basketball community a service, honestly, as you already are. But uh, <laughs> as with most most things at B-Ball Index, it is something where I'm just like, I hate this. This is annoying. I want to create something different. And then and I'm like, oh, you know what? We can market this. We can use this thing that I just created for myself. Um, would you like to guess who the top players are in 2K's hustle ratings? For the listeners at home, you know, think about it. Honestly, I feel like Patrick Beverly is probably up there. No? Eh. No? Okay. Um, uh, let's see. I don't know. Mat- he Matisse is Thibel. not in the top 100. He is number 93. I, I have no idea what hustle is. So this is a this is bullshit. Um, this is you know peeking behind the curtain. This is a garbage metric that two K uses. <laughs> number one is Stephen Curry. Number two is Luka Doncic. <laughs> number wow. three is Anthony Davis. Number four okay. James Harden. Wow. Uh, <laughs> just like what is that? David Nwaba's up there in the top ten. That one I get. Right. Um, but a lot of these. This is very thinly like. This is very clearly them trying to boost overall ratings by giving guys a boost in some of these other metrics that they don't belong to be high in. Um, I I don't even know where to begin. Um, I mean, <laughs> Steph Curry runs the a lot, in the league. but it's usually on offense. Does that count as hustle yeah. to like run around a bunch of screens? I guess it does. It's not generally what I think of, but I'm I don't like he's clearly not not number one in the league. That's <laughs> fucking absurd. Yeah. Like Marcus no. Smart should have a high hustle rating, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of guy now that I think about it. Those guys diving yeah. after loose balls, you know. Right. Caruso maybe. Caruso, like right, one of right. those like tough Point I'm gonna dive on defenders. the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or or that's glass what I generally think of. Big, you know. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, so are we so to to lay out what we have today for the listeners, um, it's a lot of random notes. So the 2K ratings is one of them. So let's let's dive into that, Tim. Um, we got the uh we got the the screenshot here from Jovan uh listing the Lakers current NBA 2K23 ratings. Um and this is Something that interests you a lot, I'm sure, to see again how another company uses metrics to kind of aggregate players into different ways. But do you have any insight uh, to how they actually get this 72 three point rating for Russell Westbrook? Because uh, if you want me to pull up some numbers here for you, Tim, maybe help the listeners. Hmm. I don't know that I should answer this question <laughs> from a from a uh, there. I, I know with a lot of the work we do at B-Ball Index, there are times where I'm like, All right, I'm going to avoid talking about this player. We work with his agent. This might be one of the times that I don't want to disparage 2K, but I will say they're not using. I, I think there's room for improvement. I, it's a lot of manual tracking. It's a lot of I when I watch this guy, he did this, so I'm going to input this rating. And it's impossible to stay up to speed with 600 NBA players, which is about how many we had. We actually had more than mm-hmm. 600 this past NBA season. It's impossible to, to stay up to speed on all of them and for an individual or a group of individuals to watch enough of them without really like, you know, hardcore logging things, which is what metrics are, um, <laughs> to, to be able to compare across player to player. So you should use math. Um, my understanding is there is some math used, but when it is, it's like, like for their mid, their, um, mid range, like jump shooting metric. It, I think they just use like mid range field goal percentage, which isn't great. Um, they have not even percentile. They had Wendell Carter jr. And like, (laughs) like the number four spot or something like that this year. (laughs) Um, and like, there's just no, no shot quality, no shot creation. Like there's just a lot of context missing. Um, and so that that aggravates me as someone who cares about basketball and wants to play a game that matches, you know, what I'm seeing on the court. When I'm looking at other teams that I don't follow as closely, I, they can kind of get away with it, like a national podcast can by like BSing that they they follow all 30 teams. But 
you know, when I'm looking at my team, I'm like, oh man, this, this doesn't make sense. So what, what do you have for us when it comes to Russell Westbrook three-point shooting? Because from a basketball index standpoint, he is the, uh, what is this? Oh no, hang on. Three-point shooting talent. Let's so look at where he is there. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be shocked at this, Tim, but it's sub 30%. Are you really 29.8% last year from the three for Russell Westbrook? Uh, he made one out of every 3.4 attempts per Mm. game, so it's not like he's shooting one 36th percentile at people index and three point shooting talent. Okay, so I I don't know, like you're probably going to get players, right? Like, okay, Damian Jones. Uh, kind of recently started shooting the three. Not great, but, you know, had some small sample, you know, a little bit of a bump there. He has a 57 mm-hmm. rating. So you're, you're telling me he's 15 points worse than Russell Westbrook? And also LeBron James has a 79 three-point rating. So you're telling me LeBron James is only seven points better than Russell Westbrook? Tim, make it make sense for me. Only... Yeah, only seven points. But it's. I think they're not. I think there's opportunity for them to use better data that better captures like shot quality and other elements that are important in evaluating skill sets. I, I think. I think that's clearly. It's. It's a mix of the data they're using. They could be using some better data, and then a mix of it's manual logging, which is going to have its issues when you're filling info out for 600 players, um, and then you know also the fact that like the way that they calibrate to create their overall ratings it's you know like we weigh three-point shooting this much we weigh dunking this much we weigh perimeter defense this much that calibration is clearly off because what we've seen them do in a response to it being off trying to make the overall ratings look correct is inflate random ones like hustling or or there's like one about like help defense IQ. Those ones, when you go look at the leaderboards, they don't make any sense. It's like not, it, it's it's false, it's wrong. It's them finding ways to boost the overall attributes for guys to make the overalls look good, which isn't something you should need to do if you've calibrated how to get to that overall rating correctly. Um, so that, that to me is frustrating. But I think, Tom, there's just... I'm looking at the screenshot right now, and I cannot stand the amount of disrespect I'm seeing for one specific player. I think it's absurd. I think it's, you know, reprehensible. And that is the 60 rating for Jay Huff dunking. Are you kidding me? Have you watched Jay Huff? Pick Jay Huff out of a lineup, 2K. Are you are you fucking serious? This dude, Tom, we've seen this guy like reverse dunks and all kind alley-oops, all sorts of stuff. He's lower than Troy Brown. He's lower than Austin Reeves. We love Austin Reeves. Jay Hoff is a hell of a dunker. What <laughs> He's the lower hell? Than Austin Reeves. He's ten points lower than Austin Reeves. He's the the Lakers' second worst dunk dunker, only Austin to Reeves. Patrick Beverly, allegedly. <laughs> like, come on, man. Um, Lonnie yeah. Walker should be higher for dunking. He's a seventy-five. He's just he's the same as uh, Wayne Gabriel, Kendrick Nunn. He's the same as Kendrick Nunn. Come on, we've if if Lonnie Walker's bringing you anything, it's that athleticism. So, can I ask you something that might be on the minds of some other fans? And and you're a perfect person to ask for this. So, for example, right there's like what the the best players, the five or six, seven best players, are capped at 96 overall instead of Hmm. like a 99. Or you know, I wouldn't even say that you should give somebody a hundred because there's always something that, you know, some part of their game that could use some improvement, I guess, so to speak. Um, and comparing, like you said, how many different things there are to do on a basketball court, how many basketball players there are in some way or another, you know, if you cut it up into 30 attributes, like you said, you're going to be on the lower end of something. Right. <coughs> so I don't know. Do you have any insight for, for the listeners as to kind of how they would, uh, cause what the, the worst player you can find is probably like some random two way player. That's like a 57 or a 60 or something. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe not like they, they don't have like players rated at like 11 overall. Yeah. Yeah. Their scale is interesting. Cause it goes from like 50 to 99 or something like that. And Figuring out how to calibrate our data to that is something that I was just working on. And I think we've got it. 
and our distribution kind of looks the way it 2Ks does, but it's strange that they're capping guys where they've capped them, um, whether that be intentional or whether that be them saying, all right, these guys just aren't as good as players who played a year or two or three or four ago. Uh, because looking at like impact data, which I feel like is a, a logical way to like look at like overall talent should roughly relate to overall impact. There are going to be guys that overperform their talent that are optimized well. There are going to be guys that underperform their talent that are not optimized well, but generally they should cor- correlate pretty well. And like Nikola Jokic has had the third highest LeBron value of like 5,000 players in the past decade. Um, Giannis this year is top 15. Uh, like those are guys that should be able to get to 99s. I would imagine. Dang that, that to, you know, repeat back-to-back MVPs in the last four seasons would <laughs> defensive players of the year could get up to that high, but I don't know. It's kind of nitpicky. I just never understood why those last three are so much significantly unattainable, I guess, compared to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so and it can make sense. Like it can, right. I, I understand how like there will be like outliers in performance. If you were to, for example, look at like three point shooting talent, there are going to be a couple like Steph years that are just like way out there, mm-hmm. way, you know, up in the atmosphere. And maybe they're your 99s. And then you kind of, have a little bit of a gap to try to capture the, the magnitude at which he's better than everyone else. But that shouldn't be the case for a lot of these other things. Like I, I don't know that players today are substantially worse than guys three years ago or two years ago or whatever it happens to be. Like, I don't know, you know who the most recent 99 was, but I understand them making it something that's coveted and not just like handed out left and right. But I think you still should recognize like the great players, especially these like back-to-back MVP type guys. Yeah, this this list is uh, depressing me quite a bit here, Tim. <laughs> having to look <laughs> at the players. Higher than Russell actually, Westbrook? <laughs> I mean, I don't know where to go with that. Um, yeah, I don't know what anything else here stands out to you. Uh, Anthony Davis down to a 73 point. Even that feels pretty generous based on how he's performed over the last two years. Uh, (laughs) so maybe they're kind of baking in a little bit of injury, uh, flukiness. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure because he is not shot the ball like a, like a 70, which is not great you know, in this kind of scale of if everything kind of lands like 50 to 99, you're right in the middle. That's like a, that's a, a C, DC minus mm-hmm. level, but. Yeah. I, I guess my takeaway is looking at these, it's clear that like they're not running them based on math because you don't use math and then end up with Thomas Bryant being the sixth most talented player on this team based on what he's done over the past couple of years. And I understand he's been injured and he's had issues with that. We're just assuming that he's going to just still overcome and and end up being really good yet yet still be one of the team's worst dunkers (laughs) at 6'10". So that, you know, where he is relative to where like, let's say like Russell Westbrook, who has been much, much better in the past and then had a quite a down season this most recent year. I think the two of us would argue like he has degraded that, you know, he is worse now. However, it's just a one-year dip from, you know, two seasons ago. He wasn't bad. He was just a rough fit. So him taking a huge dip from, you know, where he was a year ago relative to, like, Thomas Bryant, you know, being pretty darn good and hasn't been good for several seasons for one reason or another is – that's – I don't know. That that tells me that they're not really running this off of data. The thing that I love, absolutely love about 2K – is they have no fucking idea that LeBron James, like, isn't a point guard. <laughs> Dude, did you know he's also a top 10 perimeter defender in the NBA, Tom? I learned that today. <laughs> Obviously, Tim. This is the except- Lakers Exceptionalism podcast, after all. Uh, no, this just makes me sad, though, dude, because... We're looking at this roster, and this is why, you know, apologies for still talking about the the team the Lakers don't have, like five pods in a row. Um, But I think we're both a little bit 
uninspired and unexcited by the prospect of breaking down uh, the rotations between, you know, Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown and Juan Toscano Anderson, which no fault of their own. They're doing the best they can, Tim. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think next pod, if you're down, we should start to dive into some rotation talk because, man, it looks like this is the team we got for now. There's some uh, some rumors out there about what might come with Utah stuff or what <laughs> fake sticking points about Jared Vanderbilt that I don't really <laughs> want to get into. It sounds all like fake news. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like this, this, this roster with a 96 overall with LeBron James and a 90 overall and Anthony Davis. And then, you know, I don't know you fans have, have played 2k enough to know it's, if you got like, your sixth best player is a 75th overall or a 76 overall, man, that's just, that's bad news. It's like 45 wins at best case scenario, which I think is about right for this team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't intend to go on like a prediction kind of moment here right now, Tim, we just kind of wanted to use this as a jumping off point. Um, I'll, I'll quickly list off uh, this for the listeners because I know they don't have it in front of them. You have LeBron James, 96 overall. Anthony Davis, 90 overall. Patrick Beverly, 79. Russ, 78. Still feels pretty generous. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, 78. Thomas Bryant, 76. Lonnie Walker, 75. Austin Reeve, 74. Uh, Toscano Anderson, 73. Damian Jones, 73. Troy Brown, 72, Wenyan Gabriel, 70, and Jay Huff at 67. Is there anything there that really stands out to you as just like a, a crime against data humanity? <laughs> Lonnie Walker's too high. Uh, really? Yeah, I don't know if that's news to anyone. I thought my, that was like, in the past. Eh, fine. I mean, 75 is kind of low. It's you low, think he's too but high. It, 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 <sighs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I just that just kind of surprises me and saddens his me defense simultaneously. Is really bad, dude. His I, no, go off. There, yeah, no, he's just not. He he shouldn't. He's not. He has not been. I should say he has not been a an average basketball player. Um, he's been such a negative defensive player that his offense hasn't been able to overcome it. So it's surprising to see him be seventh on this list ahead of. Guys like Austin Reeves, who even with his three-point shot kind of fading away, was a good player this past year. JTA, who you know didn't play as much for Golden State, a title you know the title team this most recent year, he has been a useful good player. Damian Jones, who has shown that he can be a useful role player. Um, Trey Brown Jr., who <laughs> this team would have to rely on a little bit in a number of ways. Like I would expect Walker to be a little bit lower, although I guess these guys are all in the same ballpark, so it's not. I don't know. I'm not going to get worked up about it because I don't I, – having looked into like the leaderboards for a number of these stats, like I just – I don't take any of this with anything more than a grain of salt. Okay. So I need I need, I need me a culpa for you right now, Tim. All this fucking Damian Jones talk about a <laughs> 73 overall and you're fine with it. It's a fine rating. This is – Come, this is this is your your man's Lakers Twitter. He should be higher. He should be higher. He's a good. And it's uh, too late. You skipped him. <laughs> it's too late. This is yeah. the seventy three. He's a mid range specialist, apparently. Tom. Oh my <laughs> god! I just saw that. <laughs> I also love that LeBron James is a two way slasher. Like, excuse me. I... <laughs> Ever heard of it? How is he a point guard if he's a fucking slasher? Like he doesn't have the ball in his hands every possession. Like he's an initiator. Good job, 2K. Do you go off? Just put us all to shame, man. Yeah, he's the same. It looks like he's the same role as Kendrick Nunn, only LeBron's a two way player. LeBron plays defense. <laughs> looks like. Same thing as Lonnie Walker. And JTA. These guys are all, the, no all way very, player. these are all the same player, Tom. These are all the same, same type of guy. Like, um, you know, anyone who uh, works for 2K listening, you should pay Tim. Pay this man. He can help you. He can help yeah, you make more money. 
This is I think game. we can get, make the game more fun. I, I don't have, I don't, you know, I have no gripe against anyone at 2K. I, you know, as a lover of basketball, want these to be accurate. And, and that's the only thing I'm really passionate about here. So. Yeah, but they would rather spend their money designing dumbass courts in my neighborhood. <laughs> okay. Because like, right. people buy, you know, <laughs> Those words don't mean skins to me. and shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, exactly. no, that doesn't mean anything to There's me. like whole aspects of these games that like none of us play. <laughs> I, I think they need to. I have you know. to download a fucking like perfect options for uh for a franchise league because Kyle Kuzma wants a max extension. <laughs> and in in year four of his rookie contract like uh-huh. the contract situation i don't know we just turned this into shitting on 2k which is kind of fun but should probably also move on. 2k if you were to invest a little bit more in the like team building like gm logic of your game and it's it, to the point that it's good that's something that I could see NBA teams paying for to run a bunch of simulations and see how teams oh. might, you know, team build or build around types of players and things like that. So, you know, some potential money making opportunities there. It's but I, I don't know. I just awesome, think fundamentally, awesome I am not the target demographic for them. They care. They're improving and they're focusing on a lot of the elements that like I just I don't care about. I want to yeah. play team basketball. I want to do franchise mode. I want to rebuild the team. Tom, I'm I'm over here playing uh the the most the video game I play most often is NCAA football 2014. <laughs> Every single year I will either find a free roster or pay someone like five bucks to download their, you know, we've updated every player on every team. Right now I'm rebuilding the Akron Zips. Um I just lost by like 30 points to Notre Dame. Uh, You know, I found the way to put all the sliders so it's realistic. So my guys can't do a a damn thing in the trenches. Uh, And and that's enjoyable to me because I got the slow grind and I'm building. That's not that's not what 2K wants, I don't think. Give us to straight like masochism 2K. Just the hardest possible (laughs) settings. Yeah, make it. I shouldn't be able to play. I I played last year's game. I was scoring 100 points per game in the paint. Like what? What's I, going on? If a with GM, Damian Jones, right, Tom, right. with Damian Jones and uh, Moses Brown was my center rotation, and they were two of my high scores because I was just picking apart pick and roll coverages, and the defense never adjusted and didn't do anything other than the same two things it does. It's really bad, uh, the rotation stuff. And the way you can get to the basket by doing the same move over and over. And I mm-hmm. love that I haven't played the new one. Oh, I don't think it's even out yet, right? But I've seen those clips where people are mad that, like, you dribble behind the back once and it, like, takes a third of your stamina off. <laughs> not basketball. That is That's not, not how that works. Yeah. That's not how that works. I That's understand. Works. They hate the guys that stand at the top and dribble, 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 and like, and then they get that kind of like zoom out of a, a move, you know, hmm. where a guy is kind of like it. It doesn't even make sense mechanically. It's like, yeah, you're just doing a bunch of shit until it like one of them works, and you didn't even try to yeah. do that move. You just get the space. Anyway, yeah, the stamina thing's not a problem for me because I don't do any of the dribble moves. I'm just out there running plays and picking right. apart coverages. <laughs> no, but it's so, dude. Even when you're trying to pass to the right person, like, why, why would I pass to the person that's in the backcourt? Yeah, like, yeah, why are silly. you doing this to me? And then also when I play online, like a lot of the people with all the dribble moves, they'll get past real people, but they don't get past the AI as well. And me knowing the rotations for the defense are crappy, I'm going to go be like the center defensively and I'm going to like trap the box and rotate and all these things. And people get really upset by the fact that I have not decided to man up and and guard them at the point of attack, which is stupid. Like, you know, spend 40 seconds dribbling around. I'm I'm going to be ready to (laughs) rotate if if you beat my frontline defender. (laughs) The little insight into how Tim plays his video games. Hey, you play to win, man. I respect it. Um, but we want a better, harder game to to win against because we love basketball. And yeah. like you said, this game is not for us. It's for casuals. And that makes them the most money, whatever. Um, but it's kind of an interesting uh, kind of thought experiment that I, I had some fun, you know, looking at these ratings, talking through some stuff, uh, looking at the Lakers roster through that that prism of someone else's data. Um, mm-hmm. 
So let's take Data, a quick break. A loose, a loosely well, used term here. You don't want to be associated with the the same. It's not the quite same the same word. There are numbers. There are numbers. <laughs> numbers. No numbers were hurt in the making of this uh, <laughs> data. All right, let's take a quick break, Tim. And on the other side, we will uh, find some more news and notes to go over. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Tim, and we are back. News today dropped. I hope you're ready for this. I don't know if you've heard, but some major league-breaking stuff, Tim. Hmm. Per Shams, current framework of NBA's in-season tournament as soon as 23-24 per sources. Cup games through November. Eight teams advance to single elimination final in December. Other 22 continue with regular season. I say in quotes. All games are a part of the normal 82 regular season game schedule, and there will be one extra game for the two final teams. Um, that's a lot there. Now, we've never seen anything like this before, Tim, and we were kind of trying to speculate how this would work before we jumped on the, on the call. But my, how I read this, and I'm, I'm kind of intrigued, I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's because of me giving the... NBA the benefit of the doubt with the success of the play-in. Um, I do very much like Adam Silver. I like what he's done over the years, uh, bringing the league. Most of the decisions they've made, I've agreed with. Um, this seems like they're trying to add some. So there's that first month or so, right? Where me and you were excited to have the league back. It might even be two weeks, Tim. We're watching random games on League Pass because we didn't have, you know, basketball back. There's basketball every day. They've got Wizards, Hornets. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm watching this, but just, Bradley Beal just went off for 50. Yeah, sicko stuff. It's, we, we, absolutely. We just want basketball. Yes. And then we hit that stage, right? I think right around Thanksgiving sometimes where you figure out your bearings for the season. For the most part, you now you have... You know, Boston had a big kind of resurgence at the end of the last season, but you get a pretty good idea for where most of the teams are going to land. And you start to see teams change their uh, goals around then playing younger guys or, you know, just kind of not forcing their superstars into too many minutes because they, it looks like they're, you know, eight and 15 already. Right. So, yeah. This will bring some excitement to that. And from what I would read this as is the the games from the beginning of the year through November kind of establish your seating. You know, so like the Bulls last year, I think, got off to like a really hot start, right? They would be like mm -hmm. probably like a, a one, two or three seed uh, in this tournament. And then... 
they would have these single elimination games that would just count as regular season games in the standings. So if you're in the semifinal of the play-in tournament, it's just a regular win or loss, right? Now, what I have no idea how they're going to come up with the um, the balance of this is do you just schedule? Remember in the 21 season, they released one half of a schedule and or it was like 60, 70 percent. Right. And then they released mm-hmm. like the back half for all those covid makeup games to give themselves flexibility. If there was too many you know, covid cases, they would cancel games. And which made it a lot easier because around that time there were no fans, right? So you don't have to deal with refunds, all that stuff. In this situation, I I don't understand. Like, would you not schedule the second half of the season, or what do you think about how the like if you whether you care or not, Tim? This will affect how we experience the regular season and like, how do you think that will affect the, the regular season? Are you going to play a team five times some years just because how the, the in-season tournament broke down? Given that it's single elimination, I would imagine that, I mean, you're max only going to play a team one more time and then normal. if they, then normal. Yeah. Right. And it, or it, or you play them one more time than normal for the early part of your schedule. And then on the back half, they, balance it out and you right. play everybody the this right number of games i don't even know what it actually is i know in baseball it's like you play everybody in your division like 18 times or something like that um so i'm sure they could balance it out if need be from my perspective i'm, I'm like why 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 do i care why because i'm thinking you know i watch a lot of sports i follow different teams i'm a soccer fan and i follow bayern munich and I have for years and, for, you know, I know in, in German soccer, English soccer, they'll have these cups, single single elimination cups within their team league. They'll have their regular season and there's no playoffs except for, I guess, an MLS. And then there will also be like the Champions League and like the, the goal for a team like Bayern or the Barcelona or whoever is win all three of those. Win your domestic league, your domestic cup and the Champions League. And the Champions League is fun because you get to play other teams that you don't normally play. It's different. This isn't like that. You're still playing Orlando or, or, you know, whoever it happens to be. So in that way, that novelty isn't there. Then I guess you get to the like, all right, well, it is still kind of a domestic league single elimination cup, which is cool. It's a thing of pride. With it being that early in the season – does it matter to the teams? Does it matter to the players? Like, I'm interested to see how they incentivize it. Because I'm sure, you know, if the Lakers win it, we're going to brag about it. But if the Lakers win it and really? then end up, like, losing the first round. Can we make it a banner? real playoffs, I don't know that it really made my life any better. Will um, that count as 18? Unfortunately not. This <laughs> <laughs> be a joke, Tim. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, it's it's at an interesting point in the season where, like, Things aren't really ramped up. There isn't that intensity. And I don't know, like when I'm thinking about teams going through their, their like life cycles of competitive competing, it's like, all right, we want to make the plan or we want to avoid the plan and we want to be, you know, win enough games to be out of the plan. And then there's the teams that are like, we want a first round buy. And then there are the couple teams that are like, we want to be the top team. And then the top teams are like, we just don't want to get hurt for the playoffs. Like we don't actually care about this. Um, so I'm wondering like which of those teams will this engage most and what, you know, will it be high intensity, higher intensity basketball? I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know if you risk hurting anybody for this. I think it could be an interesting thing if they like give, I guess it'll be like money bonuses for players. Cause like, you know, if you're on a rookie contract or you're an undrafted right. pick, you know, this could be a big bonus for you. I know like as a, as a Mets fan, Pete Alonzo in the home run derby, his two wins right. in the home run dirty, he's made more money than he made all season long on his rookie deal. Um, so like maybe that's the kind of like, wow, they're really bringing it. The young guys are really bringing it because this matters a lot. For the older guys, this is still early in the season. They're still ramping up. And then maybe we see some like fun younger teams really, you know, really hitting it hard. But I'm still unsure about how exactly it's going to look. I'm, I'm sure once we see it, we'll get a better feel for it. But I'm, I'm trying to picture like, what does this mean for the Lakers? You know, do they care about seeding ahead of time? You know, they're they're still trying to win games no matter what. 
So I don't know that that matters. And then once you're in it, you're still trying to win games no matter what. It's still one win or one loss on the, the record. I, the more I you we talk this through, Tim, the more for it I am. And I'll kind of tell you why. And just to get my little quick joke out of the way, if there is a team incentive where not only the players make more money, but a franchise can make $3 million or a million dollars. What about like draft capital? Like, can we have like a compensatory I think that's too far. pick or something? Okay. I think that's too far. I, okay. I, I mean, I would be more okay with like an $8 million exception, but that's never going to hmm. happen. Like a free agency exception is, a, but that that's, that why do the players want to play for an incentive to replace them next right. year yeah, for some of these fair. guys? So, but the reason I like some of this is because you have the random good matchup of the week, right? The TNT games, usually probably pretty good matchups, but they're a little few and far between, right? So that, my point being, this will be just based on how it's built, the best eight records in, through the month, first month, month and a half. It's going to be built with good teams. And if you have single elimination, which is if it's not going to make the basketball worse. It, it's not. Yeah. And, and the only way it would is that those eight teams are only playing each other. So you're going to have like Sacramento against Houston and Oklahoma City against Charlotte. And you're going to have a ton of shit games in these couple weeks. Maybe a couple decent teams well, make it like a, it should be good teams making it right. Like it's based on where you are in the standings, but I'm saying the other 22 teams still have to play each other. Oh yeah. yeah I got you. And okay. All those games are going to be pretty forgettable, which so, <laughs> at that point in the season, those games are already forgettable. Mm -hmm. So you're concentrating for at least a couple of weeks Maybe a week, you know, a single elimination goes by quick. Let's say they play every other day, right? That's going to be like a week and a half's worth of games. So yeah. you're going to have a week and a half's worth of high quality matchups that will right. be televised and that will lead to an end point. I almost wonder the like Tim trying to find a loophole <laughs> approach like would you almost want to miss this tournament by like half a game in the standings mm. so then you can play easier teams for the next couple weeks and i think that's avoid playing the better teams and that that's a Maybe? struggle they're gonna run into competitively depending on how they rebalance the schedule in the second half or if you miss it are you gonna get a harder end of the year schedule oh true yeah potentially yeah i guess if they're rebalancing it that part doesn't matter it all depends another, on how they do that. Yeah. I, I guess another – when I'm trying to like liken it to soccer because that's the only other single elimination tournament mm -hmm. I can think of with their leagues. With them, it's like the when – that when those get fun is when you have a team that you know you're not going to win the title that year. But you're able to really focus on winning these games that are spread out throughout the whole course of the season. It's not all in a week. To the point where like, hey, we're going to finish, you know, sixth in our league standings and there's no playoffs. So like, that's it. But we've been able to really focus on winning these, you know, Wednesday cup games and we've made it really far. And like, we're going to be really proud of this. And like, you know, you can go all in on that, even though you're, you know, your regular season isn't going to be great. We won't get that because this is within a, such a short period of time. It all happens all at once. And I don't, to, to, I'm just struggling to see why I'd get excited about it. Well, again, like I find it hard to argue that it will make the basketball worse. It won't make it worse, but like why does it? So at the very least, it's a neutral change that has potential for a better quality product, I think, at least for yeah. a couple weeks. It, but it's like playoffs that are fake playoffs. Like with playoffs, there's high stakes because you're winning a real title and also if you lose you're done your season's over that finality that mortality matters that that like is a you know well didn't you is, say 
in as those cup mistakes. games like are separate some again i don't know how soccer uh leagues work so i'm, I'm totally with ignorant. yeah with them so like <laughs> when like i play fifa uh it'll be like all right we're gonna play a game every like saturday or sunday or whatever and then the cup games it'll be like a round of you know 64 teams throughout the, the english first league second league and third league it's not just like the premier league, premier league so you're playing other teams too and then over you know maybe once or twice a month you'll play another game if you keep advancing and the championship game for that cup will be like the final week of the actual regular season as well so it ends the same time the regular season ends rather than it all happening really early in the year all at once um there's no break for it it's you know if you keep advancing you have extra games on your calendar and you have to manage rest and figure out you know what's important um so that's that's the like interesting piece with that whereas with this like all right if you lose in the first round of this it means nothing for your season goals you don't you know it doesn't count for anything more than a loss on your schedule mm, and your season maybe. isn't over i i think we know what the league is nuanced enough to say like yeah i don't know i, I don't know if you know what's a team that's kind of if the if phoenix wins and they get an extra five million dollars you think robert sarver is not gonna say like actually yeah let's let's go sign that next free agent this summer because we've got a little bit more it probably not probably not because like, the salary cap doesn't change for them in soccer there is no right. salary cap so the extra money is like a meaningful thing and I does guess, you know each round you go you get more money i i guess just in the fact that i can't find a or i i don't know how the mechanics work so i i will remain undecided yeah as far We're as how they do the schedule like a tweet or two yes. right now <laughs> right but this is the most kind of detail we've gotten this has been kind of rumored about for a couple of years now right mm -hmm. um and thinking it through and, and most of that time i felt like you like who cares like it's not going to mean anything if i can f talk myself into a sorry where it it's not going to be worse there's nothing bad that could come out of it why not let's try it and with the nba doing i what i do really like is they have that rivals week schedule now at the end of january where i think it's like the 19th the 25th you know for for martin luther king day which is a big day for the league um there's a bunch of rival matchup now they pick terrible rivals matchups there's some like really <laughs> stupid ones well and that's but, what kind of throws it away that that's what makes it mean there's lakers clippers there's lakers celtics if you have a couple of one to two week segments of the season of the regular season that's not opening week that's not christmas that gives you another kind of roller coaster up and down to ride to say this is the week. And if it, you know, we have the the Grammy road trip every year, right? So like that's a specific thing to the league to, for the Lakers. It's always an important road trip because they hit Philly, New York, Boston, you know, Brooklyn. They're hitting these East Coast teams that are usually pretty good it's like a seven game road trip sometimes five sometimes eight but it's a part of the season that matters and we talk about it a lot right every year we talk about the grammy trip what they got to come out of you know three and five or six and two and how that being a measuring stick i think these are measuring stick weeks that could be fun it's if anything, it's something to talk about. And I'm thankful for that as a podcaster who just did a segment on fucking 2K. <laughs> yeah, I guess to me, you know, it still comes down to like, they're going to play these teams anyway. I guess it's right. more interesting that they're all happening like the same week. But a lot of these rivalries are like, like they're having like Denver play Philly. Not because those teams are huge rivals, but because you get Embiid and Jokic. Because big, big man go smash. Yeah, like that's the kind of, these are kind of manufactured things whereas like when i think rivalry week i think like college football when these teams despise each other and and just cannot stand each other and it's like years and years and years and years in the making and you only play them once in the year so if you win this year and you won last year you know you're like oh you know, it's never gonna this be team like hasn't that, beaten that team in three years just like the, that the scarcity it, of games is not gonna it's not yeah, gonna be the same this will never be able to match that which is right I, and maybe it's i'm i'm kind of shitting on fun ideas just because like i'm comparing them to 
very different leagues with different sets of cir- cir- circumstances that do these, you know, concepts better. But it's still better than just like random scheduling throughout the course right. of the season. So I, I get it. It's it's a marketing thing. I've got a problem with it. As my only hesitation is how they do the schedule. And if you can manipulate, like you were saying, uh, into missing it on purpose, um, what kind of incentives are there, not just for the players, but for the actual organizations uh, to incentivize their players? Because if the teams care about it, they can they can make their players care about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, if you have a good culture and and you can sell the team on why it, they should care about it uh, outside of the money. Um, and also, yeah, a, a December 13th game, Lakers, you know, Lakers Rockets. <laughs> LeBron, you're playing 43 minutes today because the buses need that check. Like, <laughs> come mean, on. That's gonna We're happen gonna see some, somewhere. Some quiet dude. quitting, Tom, in, that's in December. That's gonna happen. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it could be a lot worse. I thought I would hate this idea a lot more. I'm glad they're making it a part of the regular season because it's sh- it, the regular season should be shorter. And mm-hmm. we've been saying this for years, adding that scarcity, uh, you know, as long as you can still have a reasonable amount of uh, games played against each team so that one team isn't fucked because they don't they didn't get to play the OKC Thunder except for once. And they're in, they're both in the Western Conference and they played, you know, uh, the Warriors five or six times. Um, you know, I, I guess it could only be one more game for each here's person, what should like happen said, Tom. But. i think every team should play the globe trotters once <laughs> in a season and every time the globe trotters win a game they get to steal one of your players <laughs> this is the vampire league <laughs> i'm describing a vampire the vampire league. league yeah <laughs> that's a good no, one but I'm Look, like, if you want know. gimmicky shit man <laughs> i say yeah like get the basketball tournament and and have them play, you know, in September instead of like July or whatever they do it in. And yeah, have them be like the 31st team who can like steal your your players for a week. Is there any realistic way to play international teams that are in any way comparable in, in talent level to these NBA teams? Like there is a Champions League in Europe. I just don't know that, like you know, fly overseas to to come play the the Clippers on a Thursday in in January. Like, you know what, bro? I is this crazy to think that they should do like a like a WNBA integration month where they straight up have like co-ed teams? Come on, we're getting gimmicky. (laughs) I want to see some co-ed. I want to see Asia Wilson. You must have these men. two WNBA players That's on the right. court at all times. We've all done it, man. We've all done the co-ed. You don't <laughs> have any girls? Code. You lose. <laughs> oh, sorry. Everybody had a test that night? Sorry. That's that's a forfeit. <laughs> <laughs> Those leagues were fun, though. I mean, the stakes are lower, and there's more like an all-star game feel to it, where there's maybe a couple dudes who are like, taking it way too seriously and like elbowing girls in the face and shit. <laughs> but um I, I've definitely experienced that a little bit, but I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of here for it. Like, why not? Let's try it. The play-in works. The play-in worked. The play I, well, Tom, the play-in works because it is aligned to keeping teams interested in winning the NBA title. It, and it, it gives it worked, you know, but they nailed it though. They did they did nail it, but these other ideas they have nothing to do with like helping a team win the NBA title. They're just separate things. I mean if yeah, if it's depending on the incentives. The depending on the incentives. Like it marginally can help. I don't think it should be like a first round pick. That's mm-hmm. too far in my opinion I agree. to I agree. sway. Um, even though I would love another first round pick. Thank you. I'll take all of them. Yeah. Send them all to the Lakers. Uh, I, yeah, I kind of here for it more than I thought I would be. And uh, we have no idea what it's going to look like quite yet, but this is the first detail we've gotten. And, um, I can talk myself into it, I guess. I want to see how it looks. 
I'm open to changing my mind on this. If like there's more than this, you know, tweet or two of information and there's actually like cool, compelling, you know, state there needs to, there needs to be stakes to it. And if there are stakes to it where the team cares, the players care and I as a fan have a reason to care and it's in some way aligned to helping my team win the title, then it'll be interesting to me. If it's more something to get the, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know how else to phrase If it's I think not your that, expectations are a little too high. I, I think just like a fun way to have a little bit better games centralized into a shorter time frame. And then you have Christmas and then you have MLK day and then the trade deadline and then the last few weeks of the season. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the ebb and flow up and down of the regular season schedule. But I get it. I get it. I think you just want it to be like, yeah, a Premier League thing. And it's that, that part's never going to be the case. Um, yeah. It's just not. Because that's if okay. you involve international teams, like, they're, they're going to get fucking molly whopped, dude. Do we play NBA games overseas? I think they have. They've done like it regular for season games. They've they done, did yeah. a Mexico game, didn't they? I think they played a Mexico Spurs game. did a Mexico game, I think. Okay. That makes sense. Because I know I in football, know we like always send just overseas teams overseas. over there. Or like college it's football, we send best. just horrendous matchups. It's like they don't it, know any better. It's it's games where the Falcons, teams are like, Jags. we're okay, you know, forfeiting this, this ticket revenue money. <laughs> we're just going to leave all our players behind and sign <laughs> I, the practice squad to the I, roster. <laughs> I have so many bad memories of waking up in college on a Sunday <laughs> And it being like 10 o'clock and my lineup is like locked already or something. And I didn't set my fantasy football lineup or something because the Jets are playing the Jaguars in London. <laughs> and I, you know, I missed the playoffs or something like that because my, you know, I didn't wake up early enough. Like, man, we're exporting our best here to uh, the rest of the world when they need it the most. All right, Tim, that was a weird fun. I can't believe we actually got an hour out of these like two ideas, but good job by you. Um, as always, send us a five stars review. Take a screenshot in your podcast player of choosing. Send Tim or I the picture. We'll send you the link to the discord where we got all kinds of good stuff going on. Tim's been doing extra pods out there and our different tiers of the Lakers sex mafia uh yeah anything else you got to plug before we go tim do you want to talk about the song you didn't bring up the song let's talk about the song tim Mm. what song did you do for us now if you don't remember we did a coach draft which did you even add up all the points (laughs) no or did i lost (laughs) you're just like i lost i never got like a, a score breakdown from tim who's the most thorough person i've ever met in my entire life uh, I just got to know I lost text. So you lost the coach draft, which uh, had you pick several people who are quite literally not co- coaching candidates. Yeah. Um, guys that shout out to Stan Van Gundy. The team. <laughs> shout out to Alvin Gentry. Mm. Shout out to you. Did you pick Kenny Atkinson? And he just said, nah, he got a job uh, yeah. and then was like, nah. I had Doc Rivers. My hope was down to the Lakers hiring Doc Rivers. (laughs) (laughs) And shit, I even got Steve Clifford. I forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. It was a good time. So, Tim, what song did you do for us as as payment for this bet? So I uh, sang a, uh, I guess my own version of the... uh, What's the real name of the song? That's Amore? That's Amore. Okay. I, I don't even know if that... That's probably not the name of the song. That, yeah, that might not be the name of the song, but I think I think people know what we're talking about. No, it is. Dean Martin, That's Amore. Okay. Great song. I rewrote it this past season to be uh, called That's a Split Cut. And it's it's a, you know, a fun tune for the whole family about... <laughs> you know, putting the defense off balance and not letting them double team the post and, you know, opening up Wayne Ellington for threes and all kinds of fun, fantastic stuff. Entertaining and insightful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's some solid basketball curriculum, but so I waited and waited and waited. I put this off because I, (laughs) I despise doing it, but I had to do it. I waited until my fiance was not in the house because I didn't want her to like overhear this. 
Um, no, you didn't. <laughs> since then, I did show it to her. And the other day, I was just like walking around and she was like humming it because <laughs> it's such <laughs> a catchy song. Um, you can hear a version of it. It's on YouTube. Uh, the the like I paid someone to sing this song with the new lyrics I wrote. And, it, and he did a very good job. So that's on YouTube. Great. Yeah, he, he, he was wonderful. I wasn't bad, I don't think. I, I wouldn't say it was good, but I, I think it could have gone worse. I thought it was going to be worse. I, that was that was my second take as well. The first take, the only time, the only reason I had to redo it was because the uh, you couldn't hear the music. Or I just tried playing the music as I sung it, and that was a bad idea. I should have just listened to it on my headphones as I sung it and then like put them together. So that's why I had to do it twice, but uh, I try to have some fun with it. And uh, I, I know we had, we've shared this with the Lakers uh, sex mafia subscribers to the bonus pods. Um, it was literally one of the bonus. It was just, that was the entirety of a bonus pod recently. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I'm fine if we include it here as well. So everyone can get in on a little bit of fun. Cause I know, I know people have been, you know, we've only talked about like Buddy Heel and Miles Turner for like a month. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, oh, oh, I know. It's that time, everyone. You get to now open two more doors on your Buddy Heel themed advent calendar <laughs> because <laughs> because the name has popped up once again. Keeping the dream alive. Yeah. Buddy Heel talk, if not occurring naturally in nature, needs to be subsidized by government funds. I think there's a mandate upon this podcast to never, never let the dream die. But uh, yeah, so in, enjoy, I guess. Good stuff. I love it. We're going to attach it here toward the end of this podcast. Maybe we'll make it our new outro forever, Tim. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I want everybody to uh, at us with Tim's, with your perception of Tim's singing as if it were a 2K rating. Oh, okay. So get at us. Maybe we'll read some of the best comments next pod. Because uh, that could mean a whole lot of things, Tim. And I'm very curious to see what our great listeners have have for us there. I'm scared. This will be great. It'll be great. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. Everyone's great. Except the people who aren't. You know who you are. Okay. That's all we got, y'all. Thank you so much. You down for rotations next week, Tim? God. Yeah, let's dig into this team. I think this might be it. Hashtag he stay. Um, <laughs> this is it. So uh, let's uh, let's dig into it. <laughs> there hey, are players. Be ready. We, players play basketball in like three weeks or something like that. Yeah, four weeks. So yeah, early October we got some preseason games. <laughs> yeah, I I guess we should talk about the team. Woo! Exceptionalism. All right, guys. Talk to y'all later. All right, here we go, everyone. Congratulations, Tom, for picking more accurately these coaches. This is going to be terrible, but, you know, we're going to work with it. Here we go. When the screen hits a punk and it frees up a monk, that's a split cut. When the switch opens cuts like you've stepped on toy trucks, that's a split cut. I ran cut with cut in the second line. This is incredible. Freeze will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Stay Carmelo. Eyes will read, tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, find the wide-open fellow. And it worked when they ran it, so I want to hit that home. When the stars ice so low and there's no help to show, that's a split cut. When you dance in the post with the space for the most, you're in love. It's, it's quite a feeling. When you score in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Help on me and you'll pay back in our old LA when we split cut. like a train and we free up all way that's a split cut when the big starts to slip cause the switch is equipped that's a split cut the writing here is you know
Top notch. Threes will ring, ting-a-ling-a-ling, ting-a-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing, say Carmelo. Eyes will read, tippy-tippy-tay, tippy-tippy-tay, find the wide-open fella on a layup. Here we go. When AD makes you pay, when you ball, watch today, that's a split cut. When you don't help the post out of fear, you'll be toast, you're so screwed. When you score in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Oh, I think I might have gone out in front of that. Help on me and you'll pay back in our old LA. That's a split cut. Yeah, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. That's a split cut. I've been cranking with basketball. Congratulations again, Tom.